0: Welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Firetenders Gathering. We are happy you are here. Please find the full schedule at IamSymposium.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Raven Keys, and I am here with you today. I'm so deeply grateful for this opportunity to talk to you about my work. And as we get going, I'm calling in the winds. They know they bless they give they help us they heal us they are just our best allies ever so i honor boreas of the north who's the spirit of everything um the spiritual center of your life of life itself and i call to um your um urus of the east so I'm looking north. Here's east for me. Um, Mind, memories, and beliefs. I hope that my mind will be very clear. There's so much to this. And so, you know, to just get the spirit across to you, I hope that I'm very clear, that my mind is very clear. And then there's notice to the south behind me, and that's about emotional stability, healing um, of your needs and desires emotionally and then we have the wondrous zephyrus to the west which is all about the embodiment and being in your body and having Uh, we're at a place right now that to me even though we're in the north it feels very west to me because it's like endings and making possibilities for new beginnings so that's where we are you know the light has returned so let me just get going here. Uh, I, I, I was called to do this work. I never wanted to work in the operating room or work in medicine. It's not. It was not on my chart of things I was ever going to do, but it's really funny because when you do Reiki, there's a path in, that you're set on. And if you study Reiki, and even if you didn't do anything with Reiki for years and years, when the bell goes off, you yourself are wired to do something that has to do with Reiki that only you can do. And even though I didn't want to do this, this is what happened to me. I was called into um, surgery um, by a client. And when she asked me to go the first time... at first, I said, no, I cannot do it. I'm squeamish. I'll faint. I don't want to be in the presence of Mehmet Oz, who was the premier heart surgeon in the United States at the time. At, 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 just I can't even explain to you how chilling the whole concept was to me. But then, you know, as as a lot of people who practice Reiki know, they're um, they're we work with spirits. And so my main guide has always been the Archangel Gabriel. And so Gabriel said to me that um, when the person asked me would I go, she was in my office. And um, she I thought, well, we'll just do a Reiki session. She was going to talk to Dr. Oz the next day. And she asked if um, I would go with her if he said yes. But so anyway, I said no, and she got on the table. And as soon as she was on the table, Gabriel came and said, you have to say yes. There's a lot that needs to happen from this. And, but don't worry. I We know you're scared, but we're going to be there. Don't worry. I will be with you and I'm bringing legions of angels and and you're going to be okay. This, please, this has to happen. A future needs to be made from this. So... You know, I cried while she was asleep on the table, but then um, he said, another thing that Gabriel said was, give her your resume. Okay, so I thought that was hilarious because I had just written my resume the day before, but now I realize, you know, the angels see what needs to happen in advance, so they have us do things. So the long and the short of it is, the next day she saw us. I didn't think it was going to happen, but he said all he wanted to see was her resume, my resume and she had it in her pocketbook. If you meet Suzanne today, she would tell you the same story of what I just said right now. And a lot. And so the surgery went great and it was really amazing. And Dr. Oz was thrilled and she healed so quickly. And, um, she didn't have to take pain medication. Who knew it was going to happen? I certainly didn't know the ramifications of doing Reiki during surgery. Who knew? Well, then I was invited to join his research team, which was amazing. I And then I was on a list and I ended up going to other surgeries and one thing led to another. And now it's 21 years later and I'm still working in medicine. And so along the way, um, right? I'm, I'm in Glastonbury right now, so my husband... My late husband was dying and I was up on the tour here and I was weeping and Gabriel came to me and held me and told me that, um, you know, that there was nothing I could do. This was all the way it was meant to be and that he was being protected and that um, for my own healing, what I was asked to do was to... Uh, was to train other Reiki masters in everything I know about going into medicine, uh, into surgery. So, you know, like by this time I just would do whatever I was asked to do and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I said, okay, I'll do my best. And, um, and so I, I, the word I put word out to my own personal students and they came and they came and they came and then people. Almost immediately, people started coming from other countries to study medical Reiki. I don't know. It was just like wild. Now, all these years later, I have, I have, um, I have, uh, can everybody see me? I think that people can. Hi. Um, so hello, everybody. Lots of love. Um, bring them on camera. I don't know how to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how to put other people on camera. But nevertheless, let me just continue. So um now for the past more than 10 years, I've been working with A breast surgeon who's internationally famous all the doctors I mean I don't even know it's like why did they want me because they're scientists they wanted to see like what was going to happen and I didn't have to get anybody's permission no permission from anybody in the hospital no because what I've discovered is a lead surgeon is God in the operating room. They are God and they make the hospital the most amount of money. And if they want something, that's what's gonna happen. And nobody's gonna argue with them. At least the surgeons that I was working with, that's the story on them. So Oz, then I worked um, with Badani. I worked with other surgeons. Badani ended up taking out my kidney. He never had reiki is operating room but by then I'd been in so many times I said I cannot get surgery without a reiki master there so I trained Lisa Wilson, who's the only other person in my whole company that teaches medical reiki so anyway 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 the long and the short of it is now we're yeah I have people all over the world that I've trained if if anybody's out there that's a Reiki master and your heart is telling you, I want to do this, I want to do this, then you can just go on the website, ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com. My name MedicalReiki.com, and you can get everything everywhere you want to go. If you're somebody who needs to get surgery, then get in touch with me through the same um, procedure, the same website, because I have people all over the world. I can hook you up with somebody who's trained and can talk to the doctor, to the surgeon, to tell them what you need. You know, it's it's really a big deal, and I can't believe that I was able to do all this because just me, I'm a little, you know, just a kid that grew up in a little town in Connecticut and here I am. And so for seven years, it took me to write this book, Medical Reiki. If you go on Amazon and you just type in Medical Reiki, it's got a longer title, A Groundbreaking Approach to Using Energy Medicine for Challenging Treatments. Dr. Bernie Siegel has endorsed this book. He says that it should be in the medical school curriculum of every medical school, and it goes on and on and on. And I'm, I have two other books too. I'm the only Reiki master in the world, to my knowledge, that has even one book that they wrote that has a forward written by a surgeon. I have three. All my books have, um, have forwards written by surgeons famous surgeons, starting with Oz, who's on TV every day uh, now. Um, what, before he went on television, you can't even believe like what it was like to be in his presence walking down the hall. It was like, oh, everybody was practically bowing. Uh, yeah. And, um, and this was written by the surgeon that took out my kidney, who was so blown away by having Reiki in his operating room that he implemented it into his practice. Um, and that it's about angels. Imagine that. And this, this book, my books are different. They're not about how to do Reiki. They're like, what do you do? Like, what is it like to be a person who practices Reiki? What is, what is really happening for you, the practitioner and for the people who are receiving it? And, um, so, you know, I worked at ground zero. I had, I, I lost my kidney because of it. Uh, it was, filled with poison because it was so poisonous down there. But lucky me, hey, because a lot of people died and a lot of people committed suicide. A lot of things happened from there. And the only thing that happened to me is that my beautiful kidney, you know, what does kidneys do? They take out poison and it took and took and took and took until it couldn't take it anymore. And I had to get surgery. But you know, it turned out po- turning poison into medicine. There's a big surgeon now who knows about Reiki and reveres it and, and so on and so on. So um, I want to just talk a little bit about what it means to be a medical Reiki master. What it means is this. You are the one person in the medical industry that's working with this patient that's taking care of the patient the actual living being patient. And um, listen, I'll tell you what, I've been in the operating room, I've seen people treat patients uh, unbelievably, unbelievable things I have seen because truthfully, surgeons and doctors don't have the space left within them to put any energy into this this person as a as a being, a human being, they can't afford to do it. If they did that, they wouldn't be able to come to work tomorrow. So what's happening in today's world right now, medicine is an industry. And another thing that happens too is that ki- kids, like there are so many people who wanna to go to medical school. Why? Because they have hearts of healers. That's why they want to go. And so, they go to school, it's unbelievable what they have to go through and how smart they have to be to get through it. They And then it's like, probably in the third year of residency in America, they find out they're exhausted. It, to be a resident is, it's almost like torture, like the numbers of hours they have to work and what they have to go through is unbelievable. And so, um, you know, it's like about the third year, I have one of the medical Reiki masters in Boise, Idaho um, works in a medical center where they train doctors that all these residents are there that are getting ready for family practice. She told me that she doesn't know one medical uh, um, resident who in the third year doesn't say this is not what I had in mind for my future because they are in a box. They find out now they find out hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt is what they are. And they find out you can only do this. You can only do this. You cannot use your intuition or any of the the other thing that some doctors really do discuss and know about the other thing. The other thing. That's what we are. We're the other thing. We're the other thing and we take care of the patient. When that patient is under anesthesia, listen, nobody's thinking about that person except you. You're protecting their life. You're taking care of their spirit. You're making sure that everything is going well. You're, and, 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 Reiki, because it's the universe's love, the love, the power that makes life itself. That's what you're channeling into through you and out your hands into this person. Well, they're, they're unconscious. They're unconscious. They can do nothing for themselves. And there you are. Meanwhile, these people are doing all this stuff to them. You know what? If you caught somebody's body, every single part of them is affected by it. But we are the cleanup up committee. Like it's, it's before it even like gets to the place where it destroys something in them because people get PTSD really bad from getting surgery and all these treatments they have to go through. We've already taking care of it and if I've never had somebody die on the operating table but if somebody was going to die on the operating table and one of us is in the room we're going to know first because the angels or whoever our spirit guides are going to tell us get ready and what are we doing we're already negotiating between all these elements of pure spirit and angelic love to make sure that this this spirit is going to go gently into the light and be embraced and be okay with it. And then we can also, if the doctors will allow us to, make it a little easier for them because they really feel bad when they lose a patient. They feel like they failed, that they did this, that they did. They really, really take it hard and we can help them Doctors need medical Reiki just as much as their patients do because they carry so much. They have to be the resident genius, the one, and it's a lonely life, a lonely way to live. It's like you have to be so smart and it's terrible. It's a terrible life if you ask me, but there we are. We can really help them. And um, like I... I I I just don't know what to say. It's just such an honor to hold on to somebody's life when they're under anesthesia. And um the we, the work that we do helps doctors. It helps them to shine because we're what as soon as we are touching somebody Already, their parasympathetic nervous system is being activated. It's a scientific thing. And the body, the cells remember how to heal. So we actually are inducing self healing for others. Do you know what I mean? It's like reminding the cells of their own divinity. And we can sing the song, like in the, in the, um, Ireland, in the ancient times, they talk about the Oran Moor. Even today, some of the really spiritual people I know there speak about the Oran Moor. It's like the song of life, and everything that's alive is part of it and sings part of the song, and we can't really hear it, but it's happening. It's life itself. And if you get um, ill, I know a lot of shamans are... are in, in the wind clan, um, you know, it's like there's an imbalance spiritually somewhere that's something's off. So, you know, in the beginning, healing was really a spiritual event. It was like shamans would heal because they would fix whatever was wrong with the spirit and so on and so on and bring gifts from other realms. Well, you know, that's what we're doing. Hands, spirits. Other realms, instantaneous. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. There's just this. And that's why it's so powerful. And that's why they need us in the operating room. We don't walk around. We're, we're staying still. They can even forget you're there. If, you know, like when things are, they're so into it and what they're doing and time is flying by. And then at the end, it's so common for the, the whole team to go, we're done. How, what? you know it's like yeah yeah we're facilitating all this amazing wonder just like that and um so i um i really uh, encourage anybody who is a, a reiki master if you feel in your heart that you want to do this i have people all over the world like i said it's like a credential Doctors need to have a credential. They're not going to let just anybody into their operating room. They're not going to. I can't believe that I was invited to do this. It's just that it was my destiny. I, I had to do it. And then, you know, some people could criticize me and say, oh, well, you wrote this book and you, you, you know, talk about all these professional athletes and this and that. How dare you um, laud yourself in such a way? I'm sorry. I didn't try to do any of this. I was told to write these books. I was told to do everything I've done. And the, uh, the fact of the matter is, if movie stars are getting reiki, people listen. If big athlete athletes are getting reiki, people listen. If people, you know, if big surgeons support this, people listen. It's about, I don't care. You know, I really don't care. I'm not into myself, but was told that I have to become famous now can you believe it one thing I never ever ever imagined that would I would have to do is what I've been told and it's like believe it or not uh there's somebody that is writing well optioned this book medical reiki to be a tv series guess what it's like on people's desks right now: MGM, CBS, A and um, HBO. All these people are seeing about medical reiki, and I know that it's going to happen because the angels say everybody's got to find out about this now. Because this medical reiki, people are so sick all over the all over the world, and they need extra help. And um, they're not going to come looking for us, you know, at least not today. uh, In this climate, they're not going to come looking to us for us. But if they're sick, and then their doctor, and you know, or they find out about. About medical Reiki because all of you have friends. And, you know, if they, if you have a friend who's going to be having surgery or, or, you know, a lot of us are, are end of life doulas also. So, you know, there's a, and people work with animals. This medical Reiki, um, goes across a lot of, um, a lot of diff into a lot of different realms. And it's, it's really just such an honor. And I know that I'm like, so wound up at the moment. I I really hope that uh, you don't get turned off by that, but I can't help it. I'm so passionate about it. And then also, um, you know, when you're working with somebody, it's not like this, like I am right now. It's like, and guess what? Like patients feel like nobody's listening to them. Who can they talk to? Who can they say what's going on with them? to who can they tell they can't tell anybody not really you might be able to tell your partner to a certain extent or your best friend but it always gets to that moment all of us are the same you don't want to burden them any further and just and then there's the part two where you can feel so tender like you don't want to reveal this thing but with us what are we doing even if you're holding somebody's hand and they're talking to you about what's really going on with them, you're saying nothing. You're not giving them advice. You're not telling them what to do. You're not trying to fix it because you can't fix it. It's like they have to go through this thing and you cannot fix it. What you can do is just hold their hand or touch them or during the Reiki session, if it... You know, as long as it's not in the operating room, even in pre-op, they can start telling you things. Maybe it's pretty busy in there, so it's, it's not a, the most comfortable thing. But before or after all this goes on, you're the one person that they can talk to and tell what's really going on because you don't try to fix it and you don't tell them what to do. You just listen to them and you're giving them Reiki, which is life itself. And that's it, you know, and that, like, look at how serious some of these surgeries are in today's world, double lung transplants. You know, I mean, I just, I can't even tell you, we've, we're in COVID right now. We have still been doing our work because in my, it, I've been enlightened to certain um, distance Practices one came in recently because there was an emergency. I was going to have this person as a client who was on this, the schedule to get a lung transplant. They just got put on the, on the schedule. I know usually you have to wait to get a lung or get any kind of transplant thing. But all of a sudden I'm in Wales and I wake up in the morning. I get an email from this man's. Sister in law saying he's on the way to surgery right now. He's on the way. He's on the table. They're taking him to the uh, operating room. I'm like, what do I do? This like goes across everything. I don't. So anyway, I, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was told what to do. And the, what I was told to do has now become. Uh, practice that we certified medical Reiki masters do because the uh, the instructions and everything are on well we have our own Facebook group that's private and secret and everything else you have to really be invited to join and um and so there are files and so it's all been recorded and so on and so on it's like a lot but in transplant surgery Listen, what's going on? Somebody just died. That's why there, are, there are organs available. And guess what that means? That means that we don't know what condition that person was in at the moment that they passed away. If there was some big wreck or something, they could have been terrified. And then, the, um, conservation of energy law, it, it it's been proven that Whatever the situation is with when something dies, like they use the example of meat, you know, if the animal is terrified, the meat is filled with terror. You know, it's like, no wonder people are so crazy when you think about it. You know, how is uh, that's another subject. But, you know, so now somebody died and somebody here is giving up something that's been in them since they were born. When I lost my kidney, you know what I cried about the most? My mother had died already. I was giving up something that she gave to me. She made when I was in utero. And I'm not the only person. I mean, that's what happened to me. But I'm sure I'm not alone in that realization that some part of me is going to be given up now. And what's going to happen to it? Where's it going to go? And what's going to happen now with this? And if... If the surgery is a failure, it's because the body, the person wouldn't accept it for whatever reason, it wouldn't accept it. We, on the other hand, can really be sending through the angelic realm, uh, the telephone lines or whatever, all the way to the person that's giving up the um, organ blessings thanks, gratitude, love, 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 too, and just blessing and blessing and asking the angels to take that spirit and, you know, give it everything beautiful for the fact that it's doing such an amazing thing for another human being. And at the same time, be talking to this person's angels and and, and their family, and you know, their ancestors, everybody to help this being accept this gift into their life don't we all know it's easier to give than to receive so this is a really big thing that we can do is help people to receive gifts and to ac- accept their mm-hmm. own gifts and to really move ahead so you know i i know that um i know that i can't speak forever on this i, I this book took me 7 years to write and uh, um Dr. Feldman, the, the, um, the surgeon that I work with now, who he and I actually created a company together to raise the money to do research on medical Reiki. And we were about to start and COVID came. And then we thought we were going to start again and now COVID is back. It's like, and guess what? Guess who paid for this research? And it's expensive. And the National Institute of Health would never at this point give any men any money any of their big dollars to do research for reiki because there isn't any a good enough research to back it up so they have to know that if they're going to send their, spend their money that it's going to do some good so that's why we're doing this research now is for that reason and also um yeah so We'll see um hopefully we'll get to start soon, but all the money was given for the most part by Reiki practitioners yeah so i I don't know I think I might be turned off now, maybe I just had a half hour and that's it I'm not sure but um i, I if you would like to um t- to uh, find out more about medical reiki just go on the website or get the book the book is like uh, you know dr feldman wrote the foreword and the epilogue is written by another um doctor who's a pediatrician um and sh- her her specialty is uh she's a um child abuse pa- pediatrician so her her job is really hard and She says that she couldn't do it without Reiki, without getting Reiki herself. And she's actually really amazing. I just can't even say enough about her, her devotion and what she's gone through. And this book is like filled with stories. And that gets back to what I was saying before. My my books are stories. Their stories, and this book won an award. And um, this book tells some of what happened at Ground Zero. You know, the, 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 so much, so much of everything that's went on down there. As a matter of fact, my editor said, You can't put all that, I, I could, there's tons of stuff that I had written that I wasn't able to be put in the book because it's a book about Reiki and it's not a book about ground zero, but it could have been. But anyway, I hope that um, you all enjoyed my time with you because my thing is as exactly what was written by, I, I don't know, Bridget or Renee, that I'm building a tribe of light bearers called Certified Medical Reiki Masters. And the knowledge I give you is your shield in the harsh reality of conventional medicine. And the credential is your calling card to the main event, which is the evolution of patient care, which must happen. We cannot go on like this, not with these huge things going on and these really serious surgeries. And, you know, it's just like we have to do this. And also the spirits are saying, you know, look at where the human races right now there's so much hatred and this and that uh, long before all this covid even came the angels were saying that the human race needs to evolve and a lot of shamans are talking about this too that this we're in the sixth mode the sixth time of extinction of the human race and so on and so on but there the angels are saying to me that people need to evolve there's going to be a tribe of people that survive all this and things will be different but how are they going to get there they have to get there themselves through the infusion is what they're they've always told me like this is gonna it changes the vibrations of a person and it changes everything in the operating room and everybody like notices that things are different and I've had people come up to me at the end of surgeries that were working on the surgery not the doctors exactly but go what were you just doing oh my god do you have a card what are you doing oh my god I couldn't believe it and it's like you know we have the ability to really create change just by being ourselves, and working to help people. So I was thinking I would do a little meditation, but I'm too, I don't think that that's necessary. I think that if you um just Stay on on course with your own life. You could maybe, um, you know, ask your own spirit guides. Like, what is your destiny, and why are you here? You're definitely being called to serve in some way, shape, or form, and you don't have to do Re- Reiki or you. But definitely, you're here for a reason. There's a story in Buddhism. I, I've i been everything, and now I'm everything and nothing all at the same time. But, you know, about who is going to be allowed to be born now. And it took place at this big ceremony with the Buddha and the Tahoe Buddha and all this stuff going on. And the Buddha started talking about the future. And um, and he said it was called Mapo. And, um, you know, it's not about being Buddhist, this whole story. It's about what was really gonna happen in the future. Um so he said, you know, that this time was coming, it was gonna be like it is now. People were gonna be so upset and at odds with each other and there'd be so much destruction on the planet and all this stuff was gonna be going on and that there were gonna there was gonna be a need for great bodhisattvas to be born. Meaning somebody who's already enlightened and who's chosen to come back to Earth to help humans. And the Buddha had um, disciples that could do every kind of miracle you could think of. They they could do it. It was no big deal. And they said, I'll, I'll send me. I'll go. I'll go. And the Buddha said, I'm sorry, but you're just not qualified. You don't have enough courage you you don't have enough courage you will never be able to withstand this there are others who have been trained for this they they're called the bodhisattvas of the earth and when he spoke of them this legions of light beings rose up out of the earth itself and um and that's us if you are allowed to be born now and you're on this you're in the wind clan you're um you're 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 here what are you what did you come for? What are you doing? How are you going to serve? How are we going to do this and the the time of a martyr is over. We have to be successful while we do it. So, I have to really accept being famous because I'll get the most done. You know, it's like we have to really be successful, be able to have great lives because Nobody cares. They're not going to watch, listen to you. And then when you get back to the miracle workers, well, listen, we live in the time of Hollywood. If you could walk on water, big deal. I could see that on a TV commercial right now. Who's going to even care or pay attention or even think it's true that you did it yourself? They won't. So it's all happening the way it's meant to. And, um, I, I, there is a meditation that uh, is part of the free gift, um, that I have. Um, it's a, a it's Mikao Yusui who, um, he was enlightened to this practice, Reiki, a hundred years ago. And so I made a meditation for you where you could get a blessing from him and, um, and then, if you want to take the medical Reiki training, and you just send an email um, to us, go on the website, go on the contact form, or and send a, or send an email and say that you're from the um, the Wind Clan. There's fifty dollars off the off the price of the um, class, and it's a two day training, and it's very deep, very deep. You learn everything you need to know. Um, so, um, I think that's pretty much what I have to say to download from from me to you, I guess you'd say. Um, yeah, that this is the spirit of it. We have to go forward. We can't stand, stand still even anymore. There's no more time to wait. The clock is ticking. What's the clock inside you telling you it's time to do? And I send my love to you all, really. I'm so deeply honored to be in the Wind Clan. It's, it's really incredible. This work is just like instantaneous, like a lot of it is like calling in the wind. It's like deep, deep, strong stuff. And I'm so glad I know about it. So maybe you want to become one of the apprentices in this next go around. I was an apprentice. For 2021 and I'm doing it again because there's so much to it and I just can't wait and I and so for now I'll say hail and farewell until the next time and thank you so much for coming all blessings to you and your family stay safe and be well and enjoy the holiday season hail and gratitude Welcome to the 10th Annual I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Firetenders Gathering. We are excited to offer this container for you to celebrate during these darker days of December. From December 20th through January 2nd, we will be having live events every day in the Wind Clan. There'll also be a recording available for you if you've given us your email address over at imsymposium.com. And there's an opportunity to purchase this whole series if you don't think you can be with us live. So again, welcome. And we look forward to being with you throughout.